welcome to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Nina Spears, the Baby Chick, and today I'm here with Mary Alice, a student midwife and doula, as well as our manager and editor here at Baby Chick. We're here doling out no-nonsense pregnancy and parenting advice. We've worked with thousands of families and have condensed all that we've learned to bring you simple, practical, and immediate advice for preventing parenting conundrums. Do you have a newborn? Does he ever cry? No way! We're sharing our go-to tips for soothing a fussy newborn baby. Hey guys, so I'm sure you all have heard at some point or another what a birth doula is. We recently did a podcast about it, but a lot of people aren't as familiar as what a postpartum doula is. And as a postpartum doula myself, Mary Alice is one as well, we thought it would be really helpful to share some tips on how to soothe a baby. We have helped a lot of babies and I myself have worked with, gosh, over 500 moms with their newborns in different ways over the past eight years. And Mary Alice, tell me about you. Yep. I've been a postpartum doula for about three years. I've worked with tons of families in their homes with their newborns at night with their newborns. <laughs> I also, growing up, was a nanny. I nannied for so many families. So I have worked with tons of babies and together we know that babies cry. Yes, they Sometimes do. Sometimes they just cry. And if you have a baby, you probably have also figured this out. And, and if you've probably also cried yeah, with them. <laughs> yeah. And if you're expecting a baby, you're probably a little bit scared about the crying. And so we're here to kind of break it down for you. Why are babies crying? And what are some things you can do to really try and calm them down? So let's just get started and jump into it. Why do babies cry? Usually, it's because they need something. They are trying to tell you something. They do not speak English yet, but they do speak (laughs) mammal. And they move their little bodies and wiggle their little toes and scream because that's the only way they can get your attention. And thankfully, they're really cute, so we keep them around. And so your baby has lots of cues throughout the day. It is rooting around, wanting to eat, yawning, showing you, Mommy, I am sleepy. It has red eyes, or it kind of takes its you know, little fists and rolls them over his eyes. Your baby might be shivering to let you know that it's cold or like profusely sweating to let you know that you've turned off the fan and it would like the fan back on. (laughs) Your baby might be grunting and pooping and turning really red and filling up his diaper. Or they're constipated. Or not filling up the diaper. (laughs) Yeah. That's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) That's a good one though. We should come back to that. Um, Your baby might be looking around and looking bored and you think my baby can't be bored. It's baby, your baby can definitely be bored. So definitely think about, does my baby need something? Let's try and meet my baby's needs first as a first step to try and like curb the crying. Because usually you're going to have these cues. And then when you don't respond to the cues and give your baby what he needs, then they're going to start crying. So start by changing your baby's diaper. Take your baby's temperature if you're worried about that, or just kind of take a mental temperature of your baby. Does it need an extra blanket? Do you need to take off a layer? Is the sun shining and it got a little warm in your house? Is your baby hungry? Does it need food? Babies eat a lot and frequently, so feed your baby. That's a big one. I think parents are like, but you just ate. You'd be surprised. Sometimes babies need to eat again. So try again. Try and give them that boob or another bottle. Especially with a newborn, it is usually worth trying to feed the baby. And you'd be surprised how much more peaceful the atmosphere might be after you do so. (laughs) 
is your baby in pain? Like, did it, does it have gas bubble? Is, does it have like a tag in its onesie that's poking him? Yeah. Things to look for. You just never know. Maybe there's a sibling poking him in the back and you can't even, you didn't even notice that. (laughs) So sometimes, guys, you may do all of these things and you're like, why is my baby still crying? Well, maybe it's because they're just overstimulated. Some signs to look for for overstimulation are when the baby is arching his back, turning the face away. Just every time you try to look into their face, they turn to the other direction. They have maybe one hand up or even both with the physical sign of, please stop, stop too much. Also, hiccups can be another sign of overstimulation. I do want to say, though, not every time your baby gets the hiccups, don't think it's overstimulation. But if it's accompanied with these other things, that is a good sign that your baby is overstimulated and just calming things down, turn the TV off, just reset. Don't try to do too much. They need to calm down as well. So also, if your baby is just crying and nothing is working, it could be a sign of just being overtired. And these tips that we're going to be sharing with you to how to soothe a fussy baby can really help them go back to sleep and get them that much needed rest that they're begging for. And sometimes when your baby is overtired or overstimulated, even if it wants so badly to go to sleep, it needs help calming back down so that it can get to a place where it is sleepy. You have to remember that all newborn babies were inside of their mom not too long ago, where they were being walked around. They were perfectly warm and taken care of. They were constantly fed, never hungry. They were bounced all the time. They were swimming in water, totally weightless. Nothing hurt. Everything (laughs) was great. And so, of course, they're crying. Like, they need that help, and they need their mothers. And I saw a meme online recently, and it was like, 100% of babies used to be inside their mother. You know, 100% of babies need to be held. 100% of babies do sleep through the night on their own eventually. (laughs) Eventually. (laughs) They do eventually like become people who sleep. And so it's okay to to help them out, especially as newborns. Absolutely. And guys, if you're just having a really hard time with your little one and you're not sure, you feel like you've done all of the things, we're probably going to repeat some of the things that you've already tried, but it's still safe to say on this podcast so then everyone has a good idea of maybe some things that were overlooked. One thing that a lot of postpartum doulas recommend and parents also is checking out the Happiest Baby on the Block DVD or book by Dr. Harvey Karp. He is known for the five S's and the five S's, if you don't know what they are, are swaddle, shushing, swinging, sidelining, and sucking. We're going to kind of go over each of those so you get a better idea of what those are. So swaddling. Let's talk about it. So swaddling. You're a baby, like I said, was inside of your womb in a very compact, cozy, comfy place where it didn't have a startle reflex. And now it's on the outside. And your baby will wake himself up with his arms. You'll see it like they'll be sleeping and all of a sudden it's like, ooh, and their little arms. I wish you could see me right now. (laughs) But they jolt up like, oh my goodness, what is that? And it does wake them up. And swaddling your baby, especially with a swaddle that's tight around the shoulders, not around the hips is what holds a baby, makes it feel held and safe and compact and like hugged and brings, it resets their nervous system and really just helps to calm them down. On Baby Chick, we have an awesome how to swaddle a baby video, which we can probably link to and so that everyone can find that, how to properly swaddle. And it is you want to swaddle your baby tightly. That is what makes it work. And if that's a little too much for you to do it with a blanket, there are lots of dad-proof, you know, <laughs> sleep-deprived 
proof people proofed swaddles on the market that you can use to really help to get a good nice swaddle for your baby absolutely and also if you tell me that your baby doesn't like to be swaddled I will show you a swaddle that your baby likes (laughs) yes every baby I promise likes to be swaddled if you're listening to this and be like those girls my baby don't know my baby Um, I promise if I came to your house and showed how to do a really good tight swaddle with maybe a different swaddle that you have, your baby might just like it. And you'd be like, oh, Nina, you sprinkled fairy magic sleeping dust on my baby. Come back every day. (laughs) Exactly. All right. So the second one, shushing. So baby inside the womb, you would be actually very surprised at how loud it is in there. They are hearing everything that you're eating and digesting and the blood and lymph circulation and you're breathing and you talking and it is constantly loud. I mean, if you listen, whenever they do those Doppler readings or an ultrasound, you hear those sound. Or even if you lie your head like on your partner's belly and you can kind of hear like the blood rushing, you can hear your own blood rushing in your ear and the like gurgling of their bowels. Like just imagine being on the inside. It's that much louder. <laughs> <laughs> so having that shushing sound, white noise, a hairdryer, a vacuum, riding in the car, things like that, they're really relaxing for the baby. They help stimulate that relaxation hormone, I feel like. It's just helps them lull themselves to sleep. You will be like, oh my gosh, we need a sound machine no matter where we go. And luckily there are they plenty have tons of products. of like little clip-on ones <laughs> you can put on the stroller. Exactly. Because and- it really does help. Along with these five things can really help get your baby to sleep. And a lot of parents swear by it because then once baby is down, having that white noise, then you don't feel like you have to be walking on eggshells all around the house while baby is sleeping. So shushing If your baby is just crying, getting your baby close to your mouth, the ear close to your mouth and doing a loud shh into their ear will help them relax. A lot of parents kind of look at me like I'm deafening their child, but I promise I'm not because it was really loud in the womb. So if you do that and do the swaddle with the other things that we're going to mention and the shushing, it can really help them quiet down relax and drift back off to sleep. Okay. So the next S is swing. So this could be swinging, bouncing, rocking, walking, moving. Again, your baby was on the inside. You're a person. You were walking around all day. You were fidgeting in your chair. You were, you know, walking upstairs, doing all kinds of things. (laughs) Some people rock even. I'm, I'm a fidgeter. So I'm sure that if I had a baby, it would really like to be held because I (laughs) move all the time and your baby is used to those movements and that helps to comfort them as well. So again, walking with your baby, bouncing. So if you have like a big birth ball or an exercise ball, those are a life saver. I will tell you, my husband was bouncing on that ball with our baby when he literally was like, why can't I just stand up with him? Why can't I just sit down with him? It does kind of make your back hurt eventually. <laughs> you do have to be careful and like really do engage your abs, especially if you're postpartum. Like you should be definitely careful about it because it can get tiring, but it does usually work. It works. Yeah. It definitely does work. So if you're like, oh, I'm just getting this exercise ball for my pregnancy for good core engagement and getting baby aligns like on my cervix. No, it's actually good to have also postpartum. That bouncing is really soothing 
And I know plenty of parents, my husband included, that just swears by them. Definitely. And also rocking your baby. Many people have rockers and gliders. And unfortunately, it doesn't really work as well as some of these other things because they're less dramatic movements. But sometimes, you know, if you can't just sit down with your baby, but sort of like slowly move into a, a more gentle rock after you really get them to sleep walking, that can give you some rest too. There are tons of products on the market for this. There's, you know, a swing, a bouncer, a mamaroo, a, you know, a glide. There are all sorts of tons of things. And it's tricky because, you know, you register for them before you have your baby and you don't know which one your baby will like. But definitely talk to friends, read reviews, see if you can borrow one before you buy one to try and figure out like what it is that's going to work for you. Sometimes it's those like good old fashioned 90s Fisher Price swings kind of do the (laughs) trick. Oh, yeah. Those are actually my favorite. Yeah, they're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And sideline. Okay. Babies on their back, sometimes it can be a food digestion thing or gas. So something that's really comforting for them is going on their side. And if you actually look up the video, the happiest baby on the block, it will show you what the sideline position looks like. And having a little bit of pressure on their tummy on that side, it just helps them relax a bit more. It's on their back. Like I said, it could be a number of things that's going on in the inside that's not keeping them as comfortable, but just changing that position can help them relieve some of that pain that they may be experiencing. Mm -hmm. And we do definitely recommend looking up this video because it shows you these babies just calming down and how like with some of, maybe your baby is super oral. We're about to talk about sucking and it just needs a pacifier or maybe your baby really responds to the shushing or maybe you need all five S's in order for your baby to calm down. But it, you know, it's really interesting to see how different babies react to them and watch every, you know, watch their little nervous system kind of calm down. And it's good to know all of these because if you think, oh, sucking is going to always work, you know, one day it could work, but then the next day it doesn't. So having all of these different ideas that we're going to be sharing with you is good to have in your tool belt because I swear one thing just works perfectly one day or one minute. And then the next minute, it's just, no, all hell breaking loose. And we got to try something different. So that brings us back to sucking. And this is a big one for many, many babies are very oral. So maybe they need that breast again. Maybe they need a bottle. There's lots of controversy and, you know, interesting things about giving your baby a breast to suckle on as a pacifier because eventually, you know, it's just going to be attached to you. But for some people, they love that. And that's what really works. And they love being able to comfort their baby with their body. And some people choose a pacifier, which is also great. And, you know, really talking to your lactation consultant or your doula about when a good time to introduce a pacifier is, but they're just babies who are, they are going to be pacifier babies and that is fine. And that is how they calm themselves down in it. And maybe they suck their thumb. I know parents who definitely encourage them sucking because your baby's always going to be able to find his thumb and it might throw its pacifier out of the crib. Oh yeah. yeah. My son is is a pacifier boy. And for me, again, this may not be the right choice for other people, but for me and my family, it works because a pacifier can be given to grandparents, to a babysitter, and wherever we go, it's okay, on the plane, (laughs) wherever. And honestly, with Nina's son, we really worked to get him to take that pacifier because we needed him to find a way that really worked for him to consistently calm down. Absolutely. And he was not a natural born pacifier baby where some are. And, but eventually he realized like, oh, this is something I use that, you know, helps Helps. to calm me down. Yes, Mm -hmm. for sure. For sure. So it's been a a lifesaver for us in many different situations. (laughs) And also it's been proven with SIDS that having a pacifier at night can reduce the chance of SIDS. So for me, I thought, why not? I introduced it around, I believe the right time so I could get 
breastfeeding down, but we had to, like Mary Alice said, work on that. It was like, because it was important here to me. It goes, here, <laughs> you can have it back now. <laughs> back in your mouth. But he did eventually, and it really does work for yeah. him. Yeah. So we covered all of the five S's for the happiest baby on the block that can help soothe your baby. But there are other things that can really help calm your baby down, too, if, if they're being fussy. Definitely. So the next thing I would try after the five S's is try feeding your baby again. Even if you just tried, even if at the beginning you were like, no, my baby's not hungry. Just try again, especially with a newborn. You don't know how much they're t- – you don't – especially if you're breastfeeding. You don't know how much they're taking in. You don't know how quickly they're digesting everything. Everything. You, they may be going through a growth spurt. They may need to cluster feed so that they sleep longer for you at night, which win for you. So really do try feeding your baby again. Yeah, that I have to agree. I thought, no, you just ate. They you couldn't be hungry. Right. And maybe your baby was too overstimulated when you first try to take the breast or to take a bottle. Sometimes if they're just too fussy, they need to be able to calm down before they can really truly eat. Yes. Another thing that can help with soothing a fussy baby is changing the scenery. Okay. We tend to spend a lot of time in my living room. That's where our big comfy couch is. It's close to the kitchen. We want food. You know, it's close to the backyard. So then we just let the dogs out. It's kind of our hub of our home. My son gets a little bored being in the living room all the time. And you may not think that a newborn would get bored, but they do. They're like, okay, I need to look at a different room. Maybe take me to my nursery. Maybe take me down the hall and show me pictures. Maybe take me outside. Y'all, going outside is just the best like a game thing. Changer it really sometimes. is. Just taking your baby outside immediately calms them down. I don't know what it is that extra boost of oxygen, that sunlight. Sometimes they I just... think it's something about us too. Like when you walk outside, you kind of feel like, oh, okay, <sighs> we're somewhere different. It's gonna be okay. Let's just walk up and down the street, like a couple houses, and. Okay, like we're all fine. And but it's almost everyone relaxes. As soon oh, yeah, as I walk exactly. outside, yeah. he immediately calms down. And that's it how might I be feel. a temperature thing too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that's why whenever there's just some magic about it. Even whenever I've been with other babies and just going outside, they calm down. But if they don't calm down, you can do all of these other things. <laughs> So we are huge proponents and love to teach people about baby wearing. Baby wearing is amazing. That's a whole nother podcast on its own about the benefits of baby wearing, how to baby wear, the different kinds of baby baby wearing wearing and wraps and slings. And we love all of them. And we have so many resources about that on our website. But baby wearing is such a good way to help calm your baby down. It's recreating that womb situation. It's putting them really close to you so that they can hear your heartbeat. It puts them upright. A lot of babies like to kind of sit upright on you, but also be on their bellies really close to you. You can do skin to skin. You can baby wear and go outside. It gives you a way to kind of also feel like a little bit more autonomous with you have your hands free, but you're still comforting your baby and giving baby what he needs. Yes. Baby wearing is life. Hashtag do it. So number five, go for a car ride. I know actually a lot of parents that when it's nap time, they will strap their baby in the car seat and drive around because that is the 
only thing that will work for their babies. And I but feel not really stop, bad. Not in stop and go traffic. That doesn't tend to oh, work no. well. It's, it needs to be a like highway. a smooth highway. Yeah. <laughs> but at two in the morning when your baby yeah. is just screaming and you're just doing the loop. <laughs> just don't be too tired. Okay. Don't be too tired. Absolutely not. It, you need you to, be, to safe. be safe. Yes. But if everything is just yeah. not working and it's a nap time, people need to get some rest. Getting in the car, just that nice lull, that vibration of the motor. I don't know what it is, but babies just eventually drift off to sleep. So I hope this isn't something that you're using for every single nap because that's just going to be one, too much gas, Drive and you too bonkers. exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> but it is a good little tip and trick if nothing else is working for your little one. Yes. Something else you can try is baby massage. But I'm going to let Nina talk about this one because Nina is an infant massage therapist instructor. Is that yes. right? So infant massage instructor? <laughs> yeah. I'm I a know. certified All infant massage yeah. instructor. So there isn't – no one should be performing infant massage on your baby. I mean, they can, but – it's not like you go to a massage place and say, I'd like to book an appointment for my three-week-old. Like that, no, we don't do that. So what we do is we teach you how to do it. So we have like a doll that we're doing the massage next to your baby and you're doing it with your baby. So gosh, infant massage, that also is another podcast because I could go on and on and on about the amazing benefits, not only for you and your partner and other caregivers, but especially for baby. I mean, it's truly amazing. All the scientific research that they've done with it, I can't recommend it enough. But infant massage can be such a great tool, especially when it's winding down the day after bath time, getting some nice oil or lotion to let baby know this is our routine. We're getting ready for our bedtime. And we have videos also for that. We can probably post that in the description below. So you can watch a whole infant massage routine on how to do that. And something, if your baby is having major gas issues, colic, that sort of thing, infant massage on the tummy can be a lifesaver along with little stretches and bicycles movements with their legs, things like that to help pass that gas, pass that poop, whatever. But do infant massage, you won't regret it. Another thing that can be combined with the five S's and the baby wearing and the anything where you're kind of walking and holding your baby is rhythmic padding. Babies love to be padded. And I do too. <laughs> if someone is just like, you know, kind of patting me on my back, I could just lull off to sleep. And it, that is really what it what they like. And, you know, some babies, they like it kind of higher up on their back, like really patting them. Some, it's like kind of a more firm, like bum pap. And that was my son. Yeah. He loved a good old butt pat. Yeah. <laughs> and really trying that. It looks kind of ridiculous. And, you know, if you haven't been around a lot of babies, you might think there's no way this is going to work, but some babies just really like it. And it kind of helps to bounce the, ba it's kind of that bouncing and that, you know, swinging from the five S's, but it's a different way to do it. Yeah. There's something about, I don't know, most babies, yes, it could be the back, especially if maybe they need, they need to, to burp. burp. Yeah. Uh, doing that patting on the back to make sure that they're burping enough. That's a big one that I make sure uh, with parents when they're breastfeeding and bottle feeding too, that they're burping their babies enough because that could be an issue. But if they're fine, have burped, a good old butt pat. I don't know what it is. I, I almost feel like I'm patting his balls too. Like I am like <laughs> patting. Because it's like under it's and under up. and up. And I'm just patting and making sure that. And you're okay. kind of bouncing while you do it. And exactly. And that rhythmic patting really does help them get nice and relaxed. 
Okay, so eight, sing a song, put on music. My son loves music. Whenever we're in the car, he actually screams unless I have music playing. So having some good tunes, toddler tunes playing in the background, or just some fun music that you love and sing along. Them hearing you sing and being happy, and maybe you did that when you were pregnant, singing along to the radio. That can really help them relax and and focus on something else rather than the current situation that they're in. So a song and music and, and even lullabies are around for a reason. Exactly. And sometimes even like those little toys that sing tunes that light up, those can be really fun for them too and, and can help them feel a little bit better. Talk to your baby. Talk to your baby. Your baby was inside of you. Your baby heard all of those like, you know, noises and you were probably talking all day. You're on the phone. You're in meetings. You're talking to your partner at night. Your baby has been hearing your voice and that is something that comforts him. And so talk to your baby. Tell him what you're doing. And, you know, sometimes I do this with my dog too, but like even if I'm mad at him, I'm like, you're driving me nuts, but you're so cute and I love you. And even saying that to baby, like, okay, baby, I'm really tired and you're crying a lot, but hi, just let's just calm down and we're going to go walk up the stairs and we're going to try a swaddle. And I know you didn't like this swaddle last night, but maybe you'll like it tonight. And really just using your voice to kind of like calm baby down and, you know, just letting them hear you. Try reading a book. Tell your baby a story. Tell him a story about his birth or about how loved he is or about who you want him to be when he grows up or just just talk to your baby. Anything that helps. You know, I think this is a big part of it, too. And like when we work with parents as postpartum doulas, but your baby needs to calm down, but you need to calm down, too. And sometimes having these tools and these go-tos and these rhythmic things and, you know, coping mechanisms for your baby are also for you. And when you calm down and your heart rate lowers and you're holding your baby and your breathing slows down, your baby's going to calm down too. And that's something else. I'm glad you mentioned that, Mary Alice. If you've done just everything that we've listed and more and baby is still upset, it's okay for you to put baby down in the crib or somewhere safe and step outside, step out of the room, take a breath, take a minute, gather yourself because babies can sense that. Babies can sense your frustration. Babies can sense all of that. And for you to kind of recenter yourself, it is okay. You are not a bad mom for putting your baby somewhere safe and taking a minute for yourself to just recompose, get it together, and then Once you feel a little bit better, I'm not saying an hour or anything, (laughs) but go back and take care of your little one. All right, guys. So we talked about a whole bunch of different things. Moral of the story is, you know what? Sometimes babies just cry. And a big thing is sometimes some parents have babies that have colic and colic can be such a pain in the butt or should I say in the tummy. And it it can be a, a deeper issue than just being bored or hungry or in pain or something like that. So Ultimately, that is okay. There's nothing wrong with your baby. Your baby is perfect the way he or she is. And just you being there and you trying to meet their needs is enough. I tell parents all the time that half of the job of being a good parent is just showing up. Just being there is half the job. So they know that you're trying. So just keep trying. It's going to get better. Also, colic is temporary. It's not something that's going to be 
forever. 100% of babies outgrow colic. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But if it is something that you think is more serious than what we're talking about, we highly recommend that you talk with your pediatrician and see what's going on since your baby is truly inconsolable. Okay, guys, if you have any questions or want to share your own experience about soothing babies, please join the conversation on Baby Chick. On Facebook, we're going to be posting today's episode and answering questions in the comments. And as always, please follow us along on Instagram and Pinterest for daily inspiration and updates. So also, guys, we hope that you like these podcasts. And if you do, press subscribe to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick podcast. So then that way you can listen to us wherever you are. 